back ladies and gentlemen I hope you like that and again I was corrected uh, as we went out I was told that uh, it is not of course uh, don't stop the rock it is just called stop that rock there you go I stand very much corrected okay uh, folks just a quick look around uh, the stadiums right now because of course there are games going on um, and I hope you're I hope if you are settled in because uh, Spain are 1-0 up uh, against Ukraine. Malta have just scored an opening goal uh, against Latvia, so sorry about our Baltic friends. It is nil-nil between Switzerland and Germany. It uh, is nil-nil between Serbia and Turkey. Greece are one nil up against neighbours Kosovo. Uh, so yeah, so that's it right now. So there's about 15, just over 15 minutes played in some of the games and just under in others. Right, we are going to go right away uh, t- back to uh, our, well, Andy Mack is waiting for us and of course we also have Isol Cody and Alex B. So I'll just check with everyone uh, right away. So uh, Andy Mack, you're there with us? Yeah, I'm here again. That is lovely. Uh, Alex B, you're there in Toronto? I am. Lovely. And Isol, you're there in beautiful Castleknock. Still haven't left. That is lovely. I meant to, I, I did compliment you before, of course, because of your haircut. Like you got bangs put in. It looks great. Oh, thank you very much. My mother didn't agree, but it gave her something to do. Ah, well, listen, that's what mums can't be happy. Like, mums are never happy. I mean, we all have, well, yeah, we all have mums. My mum's never happy with me. Like, you know, like, I mean, as I said, like, I always learned to swim. You know, the only problem I had about, uh, you know, when I, I learned to swim when I was very, very little was trying to get out of the bag. But anyway, we'll, um, let's get past that. Right, uh, Andy Mack, what the hell are the Czechs doing right now? They're bouncing around the place and they don't want to play Scotland. Why? Is it because of what's under the kilt? 
Yeah, maybe they're a bit worried about their teeth with Iron Brew. <laughs> um, I, um, I, I really actually don't know what's going on. So um, after they beat their neighbours Slovakia last week, they then um, decided to announce on Twitter that the game against Scotland, um, which is scheduled for tomorrow in Olomots, uh, is not going ahead. Um, then statements started to come from the Scottish FA saying, we have no idea, this is the first we've heard about it. Um, but as it's all unfolded, um, UEFA have said if there are 13 eligible players to play, then the game must go ahead. Um, and strangely, what seems to have happened now is the Czech Republic squad has been disbanded uh, <laughs> over fears of COVID. Um, so I'm not quite sure what's happened within their camp. Uh, but none of those players, the manager, the physios, any of the coaches will be in attendance and they will have a completely new B squad. Um, since then, it seems that some of the Czech teams that they tried to uh, select players from, particularly Prague, um, Slavia and Sparta, have refused to let their players join up with the camp. Um, so something very, very covid and fishy is going on within the Czech's bubble at the moment. Um, and... Uh, Scotland are travelling and it's the game's due to go ahead but frankly um, I, I, I'd be a little bit concerned that something is not exactly being um, opened up about what's what's going on at the moment within Czech football and also this could impact you have the likes of um, Andrew Robertson uh, McGinn Tierney all due to start the Premier League next week who are all likely to feature so if that bubble has been contaminated for the Czechs uh, I'd, I'd be I'd, as as a Premier League or anyone involved with the, within that Scotland squad. I'd be slightly worried about infections, but um, it's going to go ahead regardless. Listen, the bubble is burst. They're checking out. Um, is it just the fact that there's lads infected there or dosed with something? Well, they haven't really explained what's going on, so it could be column A, column B. Uh, maybe they've had a vaccine from a certain country. Um, I've, I've got abs I've got absolutely no idea, um, and they're not being open about it whatsoever. So uh, it could be that perhaps they're worried about failing tests. Perhaps they're worried um, maybe there's been some sort of other bug within the camp, but people are testing negative. I, I'm I'm yeah. Your guess is as good as mine, but um, I'm absolutely certain that Czech Republic B will probably be good enough to beat Scotland A. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll move on from that very quickly. Andy, if you're going to be at say almost, that's great. Uh, I know you're. You have to go into the studio today because, of course, you are editing and you are in the bubble, so you have to be very, very careful. Um, so we're going to go to Toronto and speak with Alex B. Alex, um, the books are booking up. They are booking all over the place, and they're not booking winning. What's going on with them? Uh, they are. Though. I was kind of wanting to save that for last. But <laughs> yeah, it's. It's out there. The Milwaukee, the number one ranked Milwaukee Bucks are down three games to the number five in the Eastern Conference, Miami Heat. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of now they're facing these odds that, you know, no, uh, this this has never happened that a team was down three games and still has somehow won, in, you know, in the NBA. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what they do. But, yeah, it's kind of this, is, this has been a big shock for everybody. Because you know, right now Miami Heat are looking like the favorite to go in the finals. Um, so the boss, Boston and the Raptors, there they have two games each. So Boston won the first two games. It was a nail biter series, and the third game was won by just like this, 
you know, incredible play. Um, so they were down two. Uh, sort of, sort of uh, Kyle Lowry sort of passed the ball over Taco Fall, and somehow they made it with you know half a second left in the shot clock. They made a three pointer and won that game. So um, that led to the set to the game that happened yesterday. The Toronto won by seven points, and now you know the series is tied. So that's what's going on in the East, uh, over uh, in the wait, West. One second, um, yeah. one second, Alex, because of course, uh, is it tomorrow morning? Um, tomorrow morning, uh, Toronto are playing, or is that Tuesday morning? The next game, sorry. Um, that is tomorrow. Okay, tomorrow morning. That okay, tomorrow morning. All right, over yeah. in the West, of course, uh, Houston and Los Angeles Lakers. That's a, that's an interesting matchup. How is that getting on? It is an interesting matchup because they're both sort of, uh, they have kind of like the same thing about them. They're both teams with like stars with a lot of star power, but they have sort of the same issues that like that the Lakers face. So they could sometimes, you know, it could be weird between Westbrook and Harden. Sometimes it's just not going their way. And, you know, over in LA, a lot of things, you know, it's not just LeBron James or Anthony Davis that have to carry the team. There have to be other players that step up. So it's sort of, they kind of like have the same sort of problems they have to overcome in order to win. So Houston won one game. Uh, yeah, this has been the only game that they've played. I'm, I think they're going to play tonight. Again, I'm fine, not sure. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah 10 30, yeah, 10 30, um, um, our time here in Moscow. Um, yeah, sorry. Oh, and also, the Milwaukee Bucks against the Heat is kicking off in 20 minutes. So that's also, you know, if you want to see how that's going to, you know, go, go down, <laughs> it's going to be in 20 minutes. Okay, but, that is good. Uh, so the last sort of, um, series we have is the Clippers against the Nuggets. Again, the Clippers won one, the Nuggets won one. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I think the Clippers are going to win, and we're going to see the Lakers against the Clippers. Okay. But in the East, you know, in the East right now, I have to, like, it's still strange to say that the Miami Heat are going to the finals or going to the conference finals, but that's, I think that's what's going to happen here. Yeah, I, I, again, the books were on the ones because of um, a shooting in Milwaukee. Wasn't it? Yeah, and they kind of objected. They refused to take the court and so on and so forth. I mean, there was an awful lot around them, and they seem to have lost that little bit of pace. Uh, or I don't know, something's wrong with them. And of course, they were. And it was also just like they're a very well coached team. They have obviously Giannis, and they have you know they they've been the number one team for two years straight now. And the and yeah, they and they played pretty well in last year's finals. They kind of got past everybody except for Toronto. Sorry, last year's playoffs. Um, but yeah, that's it for the NBA. Over in the NHL, there's you know similar similar pictures. There's only four teams left, uh, and those teams are uh, um, we got New, the uh, New York, Vegas, Golden Knights. Yeah, right. Las Vegas against Dallas, and the New York against uh, Tampa Bay. Oh, Philadelphia, um, no. Oh, no, sorry, you're right. Yeah, New York Islanders beat Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, listen, Las Vegas, I mean, they're, of course, a relatively new team. Um, they're in, they were going as number one seed. Dallas Stars, kind of a more of a, a traditional team. Um, no Canadian teams involved. No Canadian teams involved, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean is there, is there a reason? Is there, sorry, I'm not. I mean, you still have the Toronto Raptors that <laughs> might, might get to buy Peter P's uh, Boston. Um, how, how, how is like kind of watching sport on TV with nobody in the stadium or the arenas? 
Um, well, I mean, they have this like virtual seat thing. I don't know if we've, if we've talked about it, but you know, it's pretty cool. It's like you can buy a seat and they put like a camera in the seat, so you just see it from that like sort of view. But yeah, it's pretty, that's pretty much what they've been using, and they've been putting like the faces instead of the crowd. But it's still, it's it's a bit weird. It's you can hear everything that they're saying that like, the players are screaming and stuff. Okay. And but yeah. Okay, uh, listen, okay, stay, uh, Alex, you're going to stay with us because we're going to start talking now with uh, Isil Cody about UFC. Isil, um, you, you have a, a little nugget that might be interesting for Alex B to comment on as well. Um, I suppose UFC, last night we saw Overeem win. It was an interesting fight night in the sense that we had mostly stoppages. So there were various stoppages throughout. There were two fights at the start of the prelims that went the distance. But well, what is really interesting about this is we had one fight substituted in um, uh, for undisclosed reasons. Brian Keller's um, opponent had to pull out and they brought in a guy at the last minute who was submitted within a round. There were two further fights that went out uh, due to COVID positive tests and on the fight night. So I suppose I'm not sure... If at this stage UFC really need to look into the bubble system they're operating when they're having Vegas fight nights, because clearly when they were on Fight Island, I suppose fighters weren't making it that far if they were having positive tests. Um, and I think it's just becoming a case of you're looking at fight nights now and waiting to see how many fights on the card get pulled. And that's becoming a regular occurrence. And I suppose they're looking at October for Gaethje and Habib. And more and more likely, I suppose, that we'll see it back in Fight Island. And I didn't think I'd like Fight Island, but it turns out I like the fact that we know once they make it there, fights are going ahead. And I think it's a very difficult position for fighters to be in with this continued uncertainty. And there seem to be a lot of schedules changing at the last minute. Alex, over to you on that one. Um like I mean, is it is it going to be just easier to get them all off to Fight Island and let them go at it? Uh, well, yeah, I think I think it, it'd, be, it'd be better for them to just be on that Fight Island, just not leave the Fight Island until the quarantine or like whatever until the until it's over. But um, yeah, I think. But they're also doing like a big like I think this is also the reason why they have a lot of these fights with you know, with no fans and stuff, is because they kind of owe it to the fighters because, you know, a lot of those big money fights, they could make a lot more money by, you know, just waiting it out and booking them with, when they can actually have people. Um, you know, because, you know, it doesn't help not having a, a stadium there. So when they have these, like, championship-level fights that could easily just be a big pay-per-view, um, yeah, I think they just do it a lot for the, for the fans that need... Or not for the fans, for the fighters that need to... No, that need to get the their their title shots. I think we're also seeing a big thing where Dana seems to be giving out less fight of the night bon or bonuses because there just doesn't seem to be that quality of fight where it's two guys who are on the same level. But he's giving out a lot more uh, performance bonuses. So he gave out four, I think, from last night, which is a huge amount, giving fifty grand to each. But I think that's because you're having some great standout performances because some of the fights last night didn't feel very evenly matched. Listen, just, just start footing, cutting across you. Um, Dana White, of course, um, is like, he, he, he's, he's been a bit 
like on, let's just say, active, uh, especially in terms of supporting Donald Trump. Uh, he also has called recently, I think it was yesterday, on the Iranian government not to um, execute Navid Atkari, the Iranian wrestler who was um, well, involved in, in, in some incidents and protests in, in uh, Iran. Uh, Alex, do you think that Dana is maybe overstepping the mark a little bit? He should maybe pull his horns in and focus more on UFC? Uh, well, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna prevent him from. That's his, that's his stance. I mean, if he, you know, it's certainly, you know, he's saying that he doesn't want somebody executed. I think it's a pretty, it's a pretty solid thing to get behind. And I'm not, I'm not too. I don't think he, he should, he should be blamed for, for doing that. But, uh, yeah, I just think, you know, and, um, you know, with the UFC, there's just a lot more stuff going on right now. There's you know, the John Jones situation, I don't think we've talked about that. You know, how he, he pretty much left the light heavyweight to go up to heavyweight to fight Stipe Miocic, you know, the current champion. So that that would be a you know, a huge fight. Uh again, I don't, th- I don't I think they're gonna wait I think they're gonna wait before booking this fight because, you know, it's John Jones, he's kind of like that McGregor level talent. They're gonna yeah. wait before they book something like this. Okay. Uh but also we haven't talked about uh, what happened in Bellator because you know Russia has a new lightweight champion in Vadim Nemkov who's trains with Fedor Yemelianenko and he won against Ryan Bader okay well we just spoke about it thank you Alex <laughs> we just got that <laughs> in nice one Isolt yeah. uh, we're going to come back to you and of course to Alex B later on in the show for our filthy uh, fat filthy quiz big fat filthy quiz uh, so guys thank you very very much for that alright folks we're going to go out we're going to chill out a wee bit before we go to Senior Editor Goal of Goal blah, blah, blah. Senior Editor of Goal.com Peter Staunton we're going to come back to him now in just a couple of minutes but we're going to go out with Owl City and Fireflies just to bring the mood down just a little bit before we pick it up again with Alan Moore. You would not believe your eyes if 10 million fireflies lit up the world as I fell asleep. Cause they fill the open air and leave teardrops everywhere. You'd think me rude, but I would just stand and stare. I'd like to make myself believe that planet Earth Stay awake when I'm asleep Cause everything is never as it seems Cause I get a thousand hugs From ten thousand lightning bugs As they tried to teach me how to dance A fox trot above my head A sock hop beneath my bed A disco ball is just hanging by a thread
Car to table shoes. Car to table shoes. Объясняет коммерческий директор рекрутинговой компании Люк Джонс, Лондон, Великобритания. Это когда ты покупаешь каблуки, которые настолько неудобнее ходить в них, что ты их носишь. Только на свидание, когда ты ходишь с машины, с такси до стола и обратно. Ни в коем случае прогуляться или даже танцевать. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that uh, Owl City Fireflies. I certainly did here. I was like chilling out. Now, folks, we're going to go straight away to Leeds in England um, to speak with somebody who was part of the greatest exclusive of one of the top three, well, for me anyway, top three greatest footballers of all time, uh, Mr. Lionel Messi, because, of course, Goal.com got the exclusive. It was, well, it, look, I'm going to let the man tell himself because he's a great friend of the show, a huge friend and promoter of Russia in, in the most positive way. Peter Staunton, senior editor with Gold.com. You're very welcome back onto the show. Thanks very much, Alan. It's lovely to speak to you again. Listen, it's been just so long and, you know, it's a long way from here to Mayo. It's a long way from here to Leeds <laughs> and we've missed having you with us. Um, I just want to say, first of all, straight away, so everyone hears it because we've got listeners in the States, especially right now. Um, Gold.com is the go-to for football. That's it. Point. As in Russia, we say Tochka. That's it. It is the go-to site. Um, but I'm going to open up to you now, Peter. Just tell us what happened to get that scoop with uh, with uh, Leo and what has the reaction been to it? Well, it's a match made in heaven. The biggest football player in the world and the biggest football portal in the world finally side by side. So I think it was very fitting that we got it. Um, look, you know the Spanish uh, media situation. You've got you've got 
us, you've got Marca, you've got Mundo Deportivo, you've got Sport. You know, you've got two big sports dailies based in Madrid and two big sports dailies based in in Barcelona. And and those dailies are aligned uh, to the clubs, uh, quite simply put. Now, that's not a situation that Lionel Messi felt he needed to get himself involved in, uh, whether he was going to give his side of the story to uh, a Madrid paper that was never going to be the case. And obviously the alignment between Barcelona as a club, Bartomeu's presidency and the daily papers in Barcelona, man, that was a no-go too. So, you know, we, we are bigger in some territories than we are in others, but in Spain we're, we're a growing uh, presence there. And reason being that we're, we're not aligned. We're not aligned to, to Real Madrid. We're not aligned uh, to Barcelona. We're, we're, we're the third way, uh, if you will. And uh, as a result of that, uh, Messi, who enjoys um, a, a, a close relationship, let's say, with, with our editor in Spain, uh, Mr. Ruben Uria, who, who did so well on the exclusive. Um, well, he felt when the time was right to tell his story, he, he, gave, uh, he reached out to Ruben and he said, I'm ready and I want it to be you guys. And from there on, uh, I felt at one stage we had possession of the Panama Papers, uh, which was uh, the speed in which we were moving. But it, it all came together very, very quickly. It wasn't something that was in the pipeline for weeks and weeks. It was more something that was in the pipeline for like hours and hours. Um I'm going to ask you like straight away about about goal, okay? Because we always you always you always give us brilliant content about a range of topics, um, not just about football, but even just in life and uh, society <laughs> in the UK. Like when we were talking about like the, uh, the 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 UK government, well, UK people losing their um, whatever uh, over migrants, you know, swimming across the channel. Um, yeah. How how difficult is it? First of all, okay. Two part question. How difficult is it? First of all, for goal. Um, to be the third way? In Spain, it's not so difficult uh, because we know why uh, the journalists who are working with uh, uh, close to Madrid and close to Barcelona, we know why they get those stories. It's because they'll write whatever the club tells them to write. I mean, they're a mouthpiece. And, and I think we're, when it comes to us, we're, we're less of that. I mean, we do, we've got reporters around all the biggest teams in Europe, um, England included, um, but, you know, our guys are not so deeply embedded within the club that they're not going to be able to, to criticise. For example, if Liverpool put, put their their staff on furlough and take advantage of that governmental scheme, then, you know, our Liverpool correspondent is, is, is well within his rights to question that at the club and we're well within our rights to write a story about it. So we don't shy away from, from uh, covering the uncomfortable side uh, of the clubs. You know, for example, we'll write about... Um, you know, if we'll write about Manchester City uh, and and how they essentially got away with one at UEFA. You know, there's there's no problem there. We won't shy away from those kind of things. So, you know, we're in a different. You know, we've moved into a, a different stage of journalism. I think. Well, journalism is journalism, and it's always going to say that way. But we've we've moved away from a reliance on newspapers, especially within the UK as well. So, once upon a time, you would have had a situation where. Uh, well, still in, uh, at certain clubs and in certain situations, you, you still have a situation where everyone will get the same quotes at the same time and they'll all publish to an embargo uh, because they're all working for the newspapers and everything needs to go to print at half nine at night, whatever. We're a little bit different than that. So, you know, we can we can roll with the punches. You know, we don't have a publication time. If you, if you look at the, the amount of content that we put out per day, the way I look at it is I was a, an avid reader of world soccer when I was younger. But I'm putting out, right now I'm putting out five world soccers a week rather than putting out one world soccer a month. So the pace has changed, uh, but the processes uh, with which we carry out our work, um, that will never change. We're diligent, uh, we're authoritative, uh, we're trusted and um, you know I think right now when you see the biggest player in the world um, wanting to tell his story through our media you know 
it, you know, you have to say that we found our place in the landscape. You know, we're by Lionel Messi, we're the most trusted outlet out there. Again, and this again, this is the thing that I want to hammer home the point to our listeners because again, we have a global audience. We have a lot of people online, online or on one of five point three FM listening to us. Uh, any questions for Peter? Of course, plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three. I have a couple for you in already, Peter, uh, here beside it. me. Um, but I'm going to ask you my question first, so before um, I yeah. ask you the next one, the second part of this question is. Um, I was listening, for example, to the Football Daily, the BBC Five Live podcast. And, of course, the man who supposedly has his finger in lots of different holes in Spain, Guillaume Balague, he turned around and said, oh, you know, and he started quoting, quoting the interview, but not quoting the source, not saying where he got it from. <laughs> and it actually came to Pat Nevin, of course, the ex-Chelsea and Scotland player, um, and others on that show to say, yeah, like, it's great from goal, goal, goal. But the man who is supposedly the voice of Spanish football in the UK didn't credit you. I mean, and that's not the only person who's done it. Is that annoying? Mm-hmm. Um, is it annoying? Look, I think it's it, it's that's more of a it's more of an, an us within the media conversation rather than anything that fans will care about. I think most fans will just care that Messi said it, whether he said it to goal or whether he said it to Mundo Deportivo or whether he put it on his own Instagram account. I don't think we're the story here. I think that Messi is the story, and you know. But, you know, working at, at the rarefied levels in which we work, the circles that we move in. Um, yeah, I, I still think that it's hard for people, it's hard for people out there to, to give credit to goal. Because, you know, when you're web only, Alan, you know what it's yeah. like. When you're web only, people see you as two-bit. You know, they yeah. think, oh, well, they don't, have a, they don't have a publishing desk, so why should we take them seriously? But with stories like this, you know, we, we, we show people that we're worth, we're worth taking seriously. Not even stories like this. I'm talking about, like I said, you know, if we're publishing you know, five world soccer is a week, more or less, you know, we're showing that we need to be taken seriously. So for me, I'm used to it. I'm working with goal over 10 years. I know that people will, uh, you know, deliberately misattribute quotes elsewhere when they know damn well it came from us. They'll chase up stories that we've broken and then not refer back to us. And in, in cases like this, you know, I, I was listening to a podcast, it'll remain lameless, but they managed to go through 25 minutes without mentioning the word goal anywhere. Now, I understand that we're not the story in that regard, but when you work within the media, you, there is that tacit acknowledgement that you give credit where it's due. And sometimes, this week included, I've seen that that credit isn't, isn't coming. But, Alan, I don't mind. All, I, all we can do is, is do our work. We don't work for other people in the media. We work for our audience. And our audience are very, very happy with what we do. Listen, again, that's the whole thing. And I, I, you're, you're dead right. I mean, I've, I've had it, well... A year and a bit ago, or a couple of years ago, when Jacques uh, Bouvat, of course, was here in Moscow, Dynamo, the sport director, when he had left Liverpool and when he was mm. like, um, there were other offers. And I got a scoop from someone close and I said, This is where he's going to go. And suddenly it appeared on the sun and other. And I was like, Wait, hold on. And they had their own source, but they didn't because they, 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 it was a complete lie and it was it was um, insulting and again it kind of went oh well it's just like you know a website thing like, okay fine and we've had it of course yeah. where you know the Daily Mail of all papers started like you know writing saying oh well that's not, not but they won't even quote myself or they won't mm-hmm. quote the radio station they, but anyway let them let them do it I'm going to ask first they don't, feel, that, they don't yeah. feel they have to that's the thing they don't feel they that's have it. to but you know we're you know like I said we're the biggest we're the biggest football operation in the world you know you look at the number of followers we have on Instagram Facebook whatever uh, Twitter even you know we people don't need necessarily we'd like them to come to goal all the time they don't have to you know I, I, I've seen I've seen my, my app on the home screens of uh, international football managers for example I know 
people within the business take us very, very seriously. That's where they come for news. It's where they come for their fun content, whether that be about FIFA or whether it just be about memes, whatever. You know, we provide something for everybody. So if there's a few people who are still working on newspaper desks or, or whatnot with more traditional media sources, if they want to, you know, begrudge us, that's absolutely fine by me. Like I said, I don't work for them. I work for, <laughs> I work for, I work for my audience. Um, it's been a, it's been an intense, it's been a difficult few months with no football to cover. You know, we've managed to keep our team intact. Um, we've tried to keep, you know, we've kept everybody in a job. Um, and I, I'm very, very proud of how we dealt with the pandemic. We weren't doing look back content. We were doing look forward content. You know, we wanted to give people that hope there was something to come back to. And I'm just so proud of the team, uh, the English language team. And also, uh, just the, the credit for the interview overall, I'm so proud of Ruben. Um, he's really pulled one out for us. Hey, but hey. the story here, like I say, it's Lionel Messi, not Ruben Aria. <laughs> well, there you, well, look, it's, it's credit to all of for doing that. And of course, when, and this is something that will, some people will be surprised, well, they will be surprised when Igor Akinfaev wanted to give uh, a, basically an interview to foreign media. He didn't go to BBC or anyone else. He went to gold.com. Like, you know, the Russian <laughs> well, legend. And that's true. I'm, I'm not joking, am yeah. I? I know, I'm in possession of that interview. I need to get it on site this week. <laughs> okay, but again, I mean, this is the truth. Eager came, you know, by me, to you. Like, he wanted, Gold.com is the world leader. He didn't want The Guardian or the BBC Five Live. He said, no, Gold.com yeah. is the one where I want to show this is what I'm doing for Russia. I want kids to, you know, he... Yeah. You know, he's this ultra yeah. patriot, and you know that yourself. Um, listen, stepping step step aside from now, I'm going to ask a couple of questions because some questions have come in. Uh, Daria from here in Moscow. Um, it, it is Daria. I miss back. Moscow. I miss Moscow, Alan. I listen, can't wait to get back. Moscow misses you, Peter. I'm telling you. I, like, I mean, some of the best crack we had, remember when we had like the Champ Talks and we're there? Uh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And in the studio with us as well. I mean, oh, can't wait till you come back. Um, Peter, Daria has just asked... Um, Will, now that Messi has said that he, he's going to stay, will Barcelona, uh, what you said is, will Barcelona just sell him to get money or will they lose him for free at the end of his contract? Um, I don't believe either th those things are going to happen right now, to be honest, Alan. I think um, Messi has essentially been, been forced, forced into a, he's been forced to stay. So he's been painted into a corner here by Bartomeu. Bartomeu has acted, I think, you know, they talk about him as a weak president, but I think this is probably the strongest thing he's ever done is, is force Messi to stay. Now, we all know that Bartomeu is the president of the club and the elections come in cycles and um, he's been vastly unpopular and he's not even entitled to run again. But we're going to have elections as soon as March. Now, the, the front runner for those elections is a guy called Victor Font, who has pledged to come in and take uh, Xavi, Xavi Hernandez, the midfielder who played so many years for Barcelona, won Champions League titles, whatever, with them. He's going to bring him back as coach. Now, we know that Xavi enjoys a close relationship uh, with a lot of the dressing room, uh, you know, and that obviously includes Lionel Messi as well. So with a new president and with his mate coming back as manager, by March, Messi might just calm down sufficiently, uh, you know, to say, OK, this is the place for me and I'll give them the last two or three years of my career with a nice little pay rise and a new contract uh, under the new presidency. So so for me, I, I don't think at this stage of his career, I don't think Lionel Messi needs a move. I don't think he needs to come to the Premier League and adapt to the intensity of the game here. Uh, you know, we've seen players suffer uh, when they come and try and move to the Premier League and for whatever reason, it doesn't work out. Messi, and Messi is not, 
he's not the natural he's not naturally fit now at this stage of his career either. you watch him in the flesh he spends a lot of his time walking around the field he he plays very much in bursts he's an explosive player but he only does that maybe three or four times a game it's enough to decide a game but he's not a 19 minute man and at this stage of his career I just don't think he needs to move Okay, that, that, that goes. I say, okay, Dario, I hope you're happy with that. Uh, second one from, uh, it is from Dimitri. Uh, Dimitri has asked, because we spoke about this at the top of the show about Gareth Bale. Um, will Gareth mm-hmm. Bale be back in England? Will he go back to Spurs or is it just uh, maybe a bridge too far? Anything could happen with Bale. Anything could happen with Bale. And I tell you, the consistency of the message from Team Bale has been wonderful over the last couple of years because every time that it looks like he's going to be forced out of the club, him or his agent, Jonathan Barnett, they get in the media and they say, I'm staying, he's staying. Uh, he's got a contract until, you know, I think at this stage it's 2021, maybe 2022. But, you know, the message from them is always consistent. And that, that forces Real Madrid into an awkward position because it means that they're going to, be ha- they're going to have to be the ones to get rid of him. Now, ba- like we say, Bale has, has shown great patience, I think, over the last uh, six months, maybe the last year. You know, it can't be easy for him. I know he's on a decent wedge but it can't be easy for him coming up to, coming into work every day no you're not going to get picked at the weekend no matter what it is you do I think he's he's handled it in a very professional manner you know he trains well uh, he doesn't get picked for the squads uh, the match day squads anymore but still it, it, he's undeterred by that the problem is for Bale is that contract that he signed we know that he was the president's favourite and the contract that he signed I think made him the highest paid player at the club uh, which knocked Ronaldo's nose out of joint he always wanted a pay rise and that's why he ended up going to Juventus in the end but you know, nobody is going to be able to come in and give Gareth Bale that same amount of money at this stage of his career. 31 years of age, his injury record has not been brilliant. He's on about €650,000 a week, Oof. gross. So who's going to pay that? And why should Gareth Bale, at this stage of his career, Champions League's in his back pocket, legendary status attained, why should he take a pay cut? He doesn't need one. Listen, if you're on that, I agree fully. Um, listen, <laughs> finally, before we go away, uh, because we're going to have to, to, to let you go, because, so we're sort of like move on to our uh, final quiz. Um, listen, Leeds up against Liverpool yeah. this weekend. Um, they broke the record to get in signing. Liverpool might be sort of a little bit off kilter. They weren't, they weren't good against Arsenal. They haven't looked good at the end of last season. Do you think this is a, a, a good chance for Leeds to, Leeds to put a statement to say we are back and we're going to stay up and we actually might challenge for a Europa League place? Definitely. I think, I think um, Liverpool are going to surprise a lot of people. this week. I mean, I read your article this week. I thought it was fantastic. I think Liverpool are going to surprise a lot of people um, and not in a positive way. Um, I know, you know, I think um, the obituaries are not quite been written for Liverpool at this stage, but they haven't been that same team in 2020 at all. You know, he's getting diminishing returns out of, out of a lot of those players. We know that the budget is high. The, 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 the wage structure is high. They've not been able to get any, any uh, sufficient, uh, worthwhile candidates in as a transfer over, over this close season. They were linked with Werner. They didn't get him. They were linked with Thiago. I'm watching him play for Spain at the minute. He doesn't look like he's moving from Bayern Munich. He's probably looking for a new contract as well. I think Liverpool are going to surprise a lot of people and not in a positive way. Now, Leeds... They were a front foot team last year in the championship. They had the ball 75% of the time against every team in the division. And it was all about a matter of could Leeds break them down. I actually think Leeds played a lot better when they had the opportunity, when teams broke down against them in their own half and then they could attack quickly. That's going to happen far more in the Premier League. And I think that's where Leeds are going to be dangerous, especially after signing Rodrigo. And I, Personally speaking, I think Leeds are too good to go down. I think they're back in the Premier League to stay and they could surprise a few people on match day one. 
Listen, Peter, thank you so much. Keep up the brilliant work with Goal.com and congratulations on a really brilliant world exclusive. The biggest site in the world, the biggest player in the world. Well done. Thanks very much, Alan. I'd be very happy to talk to you anytime you want. It's always nice to talk to you and, and, and uh, engage with your listeners. It's a great show you're on. Thank you so much, Peter. Take care. Talk soon, Alan. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, we are going to go out to the break right now. Come back with our big, fat, filthy quiz because we have a great one to go out with. It's kind of, I can't say it's a chill-out one. It's more like kind of like a hooligan song. It's uh, Blur and Park Life back with our big, fat, filthy quiz after this. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Confidence is a preference for the habitual voyeur of what is known as A morning suit can be avoided if you take a route straight through what is known as John's got Brewers through, he gets intimidated by the dirty pigeons They love a bit of him Who's that gut lord marching? You should cut down on your pork life mate, get some exercise Except on Wednesdays when I get rudely awakened by the dustman. I put my trousers on, have a cup of tea, and I think about leaving the house. I feed the pigeons, I sometimes feed the sparrows too. It gives me a sense of enormous well-being. And then I'm happy for the rest of the day. Safe in the knowledge there will always be a bit of my heart devoted to it. Humans have the same number of neck bones. В шеях людей и жирафов одинаковое количество шейных позвонков. Теперь 
Живите с этим. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm sure you're glad to know that, of course, that uh, humans and giraffes have the same number of bones in their neck. But, of course, a lot of humans have a, sort of a, a harder neck than others. OK, we're going to go to our big, fat, filthy quiz in a moment. Um, and we've another, of course, um, birthday greeting to give out this, of course, to a fan of the show. He is the governor of Ulyanovsk Oblast. Of course, he is a massive, massive sports person, sports fan as well, next boxer like myself. Uh, so, Sergei Ivanovich Morozov. A very happy birthday to you from all of us at Capital Sports. Okay, now we've got all our greetings done. I'm going to give an update um, on uh, football here at the moment. Of course, the Europa Nations League is going on. Uh, Spain are whipping Ukraine 3-0. That is, of course, in the second half of that game. Switzerland losing 1-0 at home to Germany. Elsewhere, of course, Serbia are 0-0 in the second half against Turkey. Uh, Greece are still 1-0 ahead against Kosovo and Malta have conceded it is now 1-1 against Latvia. Of course, the big games earlier on today, 3-2 Russia got over the line against Hungary. Ireland losing 1-0 at home to Finland. Slovenia uh, winning 1-0 at home to uh, Moldova. And, of course, Andorra losing 1-0 at home to the Faroe Islands. Right, we are going to... Oh, actually, and also, of course, Wales beating Bulgaria 1-0 in the same group as Ireland. OK, we're going to go on to the quiz right now. And uh, I'm going to check in around the world to see if everybody's there. So I'm going to start off with ladies first. Isil, you're there with us? Yeah? Yeah, okay. all good here. That is good. Um, second up, of course, is uh, Derek. Derek, you're there? I'm, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. That is good. Uh, next up is Alex. I am, I am here. That is good, Alex. Andrew Flint, you're alive and well. I still am. Okay, and Double N, are you there with us? Yep, yep. Okay, that is good. Right, folks, I'm going to just tell you what's going to happen. We have three rounds, okay, so three rounds of, uh, I was going to say, three rounds of boxing in the lightweight division. Um, I'm not saying you're all lightweights. Uh, I'm not saying you're heavyweights either. I'm just saying you're all beautiful people. Beautiful outside and inside, and I love you all. Okay. Junior welterweights. <laughs> Junior welterweights, exactly. <laughs> Alex the Basher Bakhtin. I like that. I like that. The Basher, you know. Okay, so um, the way we're going to work it, it is, I want to know the family names of famous golfers, okay? That is in round one. The second one is all about facts of the Russian national team. And of course, the third one is our favourite. It is fill in the missing word or words in the newspaper headline, okay? So I'm going to start off, of course, with Isolt first. Isolt, I want the family name of this, this golfer. His first name is Nota. Oh, good God. Nota. How are you spelling Nota? N-O-T-A-H. The same as his mum spells it. Well, great for him. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. It's the guy with um, the third. Yeah. On you've got series. the third. You've got three uh, seconds. Three, two, he, one. He's, he's what? <laughs> well, oh, I'm very funny this evening. <laughs> Okay, I yes. I dealing with a group of children. <laughs> there you go. Welcome to our world. Okay, you are correct. It is not a big gated third. Okay, well done. Okay, uh, Derek, over to you. Fred. Fred. Is that a boxer? Listen, it's a, no, it is a golfer. Fred, what's his family name? Uh, 
Brilliant couple, though. <laughs> well done, well done, Derek. Okay, uh, over to Toronto and Alex. Alex, this is an easy one for you. Tiger. Oh, come on, uh, That is not the answer we're expecting. I need ooh, his family name. I don't name. know, I don't know. <laughs> go on, give it a go. Tiger. Look, Alex, no, that's, the, that's uh, what I said. You have to tell me his name, his family name. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. All right, you got three seconds. Three, two, one, go. He's not Juventus, by the way. Forest, Forest. Oh, jeez. Alex, you get zero. You get zero for... No, zero, zero. I'm, I'm just... I'm judge, jury, and executionist. Andrew Flint. Um, Jumbo. What's his family name? Jumbo. Jumbo? Yeah, he's, he's Japanese. Jumbo. I'm going to have to pass on that one. I don't know that. It is Jumbo Osaki. There you go. Jumbo Osaki. Part of the Osaki clan from North Tipperary. Right. And finally, finally, double N. Uh, this, is, this should be easy because I, 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 know our, I know people will be jumping in this one. Rory. What's his family name? Rory. Uh, I was hoping I will get Tiger, but, you know, Alex got lucky. <laughs> okay, but go on. Rory, what's his family name? Come on. Uh, I will pass this one. Almost. I don't know. Okay, hold on. Who's going to jump in? Who's going to say what his family name is? Okay. Hey, hey. Isot, go on. McElroy. Okay, there you go. You don't get an extra point, by the way. Right, we are moving now on to facts for the Russian national team. Isot, first one for you. Who did Russia beat 9-0 last year? Was it A, Malta or B, San Marino? Uh, I'm going to go with Malta, but I'm probably going to Wrong. Yeah, you're wrong, all right. It was San Marino. <laughs> I think Derek got that. Derek got it, but sorry, Derek. Too late on the uh, move. Okay, so, um, listen, Derek, this is for you now. Who were Russia's first opponents, okay, on the 16th of August, 1992? Was it A, USA, or B, Mexico? I don't know, but I'm going to go for Mexico. Whoa, well done. You are in the lead. That is correct. It was Mexico. Mexico. Okay, um, now we're on to Alex. Alex, I think you were at this game, actually. Um, what was the score on penalties when Russia beat Spain in the 2018 World Cup second round? Was it A, 4-3, or B, 5-4? Uh, 4-3. Whoa. Good man, Alex. Well done. You are back in the race. You've just sunk a three-pointer from half court. Well done. Okay. Um, all right. Now we've got to Andrew Flint. Andrew Flint. Since 1992, Russia have had three kit suppliers. Adidas twice were kit suppliers. Of course, current kit suppliers. And which other companies? Is it A, Reebok or B, Puma? Puma. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, sorry, Andrew. No, it was, it was Reebok. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, oh, all right. Um, all right. Uh, double N. Over, finally to you. All right. Um, I'm going to okay. ask you. Uh, no, this is a good one. Uh, what club does Denis Cheryshev play for? Is it A, Valencia or B, Real Sociedad? Oh, it's Valencia. Well done. Okay. So, Andrew, Andrew, how on earth are you the only person not on any points? Can you explain that to me, please? You fix it. This the jumbo question. I mean, no, I'm not even sure he's a real person. 
Listen, you can Google them afterwards, right? So anyway, right. Uh, now we are going to go. Um, I'm going to go. Okay, so the person who's in the lead, of course, is Derek. He's on two points. East Salt, Alex and Double N are on one apiece. And Andrew Flint is take. I was going to say taking up the rear, but he is behind. He is in, well, fifth place. Okay, so. Uh, Just stop. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, this, this part now is worth three points. Okay, three points. Uh, one point if it's funny, and three, and three points if it's correct. Okay, so you're going to get one point if you make it funny, and if it's correct, it's even better. So, for you, okay, from the RT website, Ice Cool Madigan, what Ulster into Pro 14 final? Ice Cool Madigan, what Ulster into Pro 14 final? Go on, Andrew. Freezes. Uh, that's actually quite a good, a good one. It's actually fires, but well done. I'm going to give you a point for that, okay? So you're off the mark. You are not on nul point. Okay, uh, Derek. Derek, here we go. This is a good one. This is Russia-related, okay? This is uh, Roman Abramovich. I don't do what with them? This is Roman Abramovich. I don't do what with them? From Russia Today's news website. But it, it, it feels like I don't do business with them. Is that your final answer? No. <laughs> I don't do... I mean, okay, business. Let's go with business. <laughs> Listen, you've got three points. Derek, you're out in front on five. <laughs> All right. Well done. Okay. Um, Isolt, I'm going to go to Dublin to you. Blame the what, said Sinisa Mihailovic, who, of course, is the Bologna coach in Italy. Blame the what? It's not the boogie. It's not the boogie. Well, that would be much better. <laughs> Blame. Yeah. I'm going to go with the referee because everyone blames referees. And I would like to question the validity of this quiz separately. <laughs> we have a lawyer in the house, folks. We have a legal, legal. Um, it's actually, I look, the referee is quite a good one. I'm going to give you a point for that anyway, because it's actually, the answer is kids, because he said that he got covid uh, 19 from his children. There you go. I all children for most things anyway, so, you know. <laughs> I thought you blamed Simba. No, Simba and I are going through a good phase now. I think it's, yeah. <laughs> He's basically asleep. I've basically got my dog to go asleep and now we're friends. All right. Uh, <laughs> Alex B, this is for you, right? Um, man, man City legend Yaya Toure acts from charity football match after offering to pay for what for his teammates I shouldn't have asked you this one actually uh, Man, yeah. Man City legend Yaya Toure axed from charity football uh, game after offering to buy his teammates what yeah, yo. yeah what <laughs> it's a play in his name yeah no I'm going to give you a point for that yeah yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll give you a point just for sympathy um, does anyone else want to jump in with this one anyone want to take a guess one. I asked you this let, let me try let me try go on okay hold on I've got to go to Andrew because he is of course bottom of the table right now Derek you're top of the pile uh, Andrew I'll give you I'll give you two points if you can get this one right go on 19 prostitutes <laughs> Well, it, the answer is actually sex workers, but I'll, I'll give you a point for that. Yeah, he, he offered to buy, in a kind of a joke he said, into a, a WhatsApp group that he would buy, including Robbie Keane, as far as I know, he would buy sex workers for all the people. I, I don't know. I don't know what's on the man's head. 
Yeah, so uh, double N, finally to you, okay? <laughs> this is not planned, by the way. Okay, double N, I hear you. Mike Tyson is feeling what ahead of ring return? He's coming back, of course, in November. So Mike Tyson is feeling what ahead of ring return? It's from the uh, Sun newspaper. Go on. I'll say hunger. Oh, God, no, hunger come on. No, no. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. Does anyone else want to jump in this? What's he feeling? Confident? No. Derek? He's feeling broke. <laughs> well, he probably is <laughs> broke, but no. Um, Alex, do you want to try? Who's feeling what? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't about Veronis and Peter P, right? Stop that. Right now, yeah. stop it. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Mike Tyson is feeling what ahead of his ring return? Tell me. Confident. De Derek, no, I'm asking Alex. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to put you all in your misery. He says he's feeling orgasmic. Oh. Oh. I, I honestly, I honestly was going to say for a complete joke he was feeling sexy, and that would have been pretty close. <laughs> Listen, I, if you were Roy Jones Jr., do you want to get in the ring with that man anymore? Are you oh. just going, no, I, I just feel uncomfortable, we're just going to let it go? Yeah. For a man who spent time in jail for uh, sex crimes, no, I don't want to be getting into a ring with him feeling <laughs> orgasmic. So, uh, for whatever reason. Right, folks, we are going to go away. So, of course, our champion tonight is Derek. Derek, well done. Pride of Africa in joint second place. Actually, actors three in joint second place. We have Isolt, Alex and Andrew all on two points. Double N, you, you started well. You went downhill. You went up again, and you went back downhill again, but you got one point. So uh, congratulations to you all. Derek, you are a champion this week. Uh, thank you all. I hope you all have a great week and look after yourselves, okay? All right. Okay. Okay. So we are going out, folks, right now. Um, we're going to... Let's get into the next week in a really, really good mood. Let's, let's go away because, of course, we're back next week, of course, in another two hours with me, Alan Moore, on Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM. We've wished happy birthday to people. We've had a great night tonight. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, we're going to go out with Mark Ronson and Bruno Mars' Uptown Funk. So remember, things will get better and we'll talk to you again next Sunday, 9 to 11. Until then, take care of yourselves and each other. Sports with Alan Moore. This is that ice cold Michelle fight for that white gold. This one for them hood girls, them good girls, straight masterpieces. Styling, violin, living it up in the city. Got chucks on with Saint Laurent. Gotta kiss myself, I'm so pretty. I'm too hot. Hallelujah, girl, sit your hallelujah. Cause uptown funk don't give it to you. Cause uptown